0: And welcome everybody to the new News Now Affiliation Podcast, Episode One. And uh, we had to start off Episode One with a great guest, and we definitely did hear Over fifteen thousand Twitter followers and three thousand Instagram followers. He's been doing this for almost ten years, and in that time, he's become a staple. Not and not only the college football space, but the sports the sports social media space in general, we are proud to welcome to the News Now affiliation podcast, Big Game Boomer. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing good. 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 I am Davidson News Now, and along with me on the podcast tonight uh, with Big Game Boomer is G5 News Now. He kind of connected this and uh, helped uh, Big Game Boomer come, uh, come on the show. Yes, I did. okay so we're going to start with uh some questions for big game boomer first one and the one that i you know i was most curious to ask you is yeah uh, what was your what's your thought process coming up with posts because you know in my opinion you're the most creative person on the internet coming up with posts and you know post ideas so does it come up you know just in your mind randomly or some other fan submissions or maybe a friend says hey i've thought about this and how much research and work do you put into a post especially for like, you know, strength and conditioning coaches or like, you know, like what restaurant is best in that town. I bet that, you know, takes up a lot of time to figure out, you know, um, what's best for those towns and those coaches. Yeah, well, I
1: appreciate the kind words. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it really depends on the list or ranking. Um, You know, I kind of, with some of these lists, I mean, some of them I'll just kind of think of, and then, or someone will, you know, send me a DM and say, "Hey, this would be a good idea." And then I kind of have a list of, uh, you know, of list that you know I can potentially put together. Um, so I've always got things that are that I'm working on. Um, that you know, you'll see something that I posted, let's say, you know, today. Well, I was may, may have been working on that last week. Um, but yeah, some some of the stuff takes a lot longer. Like when I rank players. Um, I try to be as accurate as possible. Um, like when you said with the restaurants and stuff, I haven't been to every college town. Um, so I, I've got a big, uh, base of fans from every school and I get their feedback, talk to multiple fans from every other school. Um, so they kind of give me their recommendation. And so half the time it usually turns out to be right. I mean, there's never really a right answer for those kind of things. And that's what makes it such a, great debate on social media
0: yeah i mean you know not everybody on every post definitely thinks that um that you're right with your rankings that's for sure no yeah Uh, yeah i'm never right (laughs) (laughs) it's uh
1: yeah i have i have fun with it i mean it's just you know I, i i you know do my best to try and get it as close as to what i think is you know the right list and then you know, it just, it makes for a great debate, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when you have 15,000 people following you. If you get a 1,000 people to be happy with your list, I think you're winning there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I know, like, uh, it says I've been on Twitter for 10 years, but, like, I started doing this back in January, Mm -hmm. um, and just, it kind of just picked up, and, you know, here we are, the season starts a week from today, and yeah, you know, I've got almost 16000 followers on Twitter and I've only been on Instagram for a couple of months trying to build that following follower base up. But uh, I have a good time with it. It's a lot of fun
0: for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going in with like the criticism, you know, how, how have you learned uh, to kind of deal with it? Because by now, you know, you know, that you can't make everybody happy and every post somebody's met and, you know, some, every, some, everything is controversial. Yeah. Oh, well you
1: you just got to learn to embrace it. I mean yeah. um you, you guys should see some of the DMs that I get from people that are really mad. <laughs> that some <laughs> of that stuff is is uh is is hilarious. And um you know, you just got to embrace that kind of, you know, I guess you know, villain role where, yeah. you know, people are really angry with you and you know, I I kind of see it like you know, like a Skip Bayless or a Paul Feinbaum. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys express their opinions and get ripped all the time. But, you know,
0: they are who they are because of what they say. Yeah, and I mean, even when, you know, G5 reposts, you know, some of your stuff about, you know, Group of Five schools, he gets ripped for it, and it's not even his content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's... People are me.
1: No. Yeah. Well, I got on Instagram because there was some guy that was... he. And and I I've, I apologize for for being kind of rude to him, but he was like <laughs> at, he was acting as Big Game Boomer on Instagram, mm-hmm. and so I, that's how I ended up just. Get, I was like, <laughs> well, I'm just going to make my own account uh, just to be on here. But Instagram is it's a totally different um, group of you know it's it's a much more younger audience, whereas Twitter mm-hmm. is is you know more um writers and you know an older audience uh, the actual coaches and play you know uh yeah. it's completely different so it's like you've got basically two different audiences so like something i'll post on instagram may just like blow up but if i posted the same thing on twitter it doesn't get as much engagement it's kind of cool to see what goes off on twitter and what goes off on instagram now what platform do you feel like you get the
0: most crap on instagram or twitter
1: um, God, I'd say it's pretty, pretty even.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, lately, I feel like Instagram. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would say it's
0: about even. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wrote some things down. These are some things that people have said um, just on the floor and ceiling post. But I feel like that was one that you got crap on. <laughs> a, recently. Uh, yeah. a couple of uh, things people said, if whoever ever made this list, doesn't know what a floor and ceiling are. Bro, what the fuck is this? Uh, you need you, you need some help on these. Bro is putting random numbers on a board for comments. Were those Tennessee fans? Uh probably.
1: Yeah, cuz I think oh, I, I f- said their their ceiling was 4 and 8, which I mean, you're
0: probably not wrong.
1: Yeah. You're I right. mean, t- Tennessee is is in complete turmoil right now, and I'm yeah. sure that was probably from a Tennessee fan. They lost I mean, basically every single good player left uh, Mm -hmm. OU, um, you know, which is the school I went to, we got like three or four of their, you know, good players. Um, Alabama got a great middle linebacker. Um, So, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee is one of those fan bases that easily gets triggered um, on social media because they're, they're a huge fan base. Tennessee's a proud program. And, you know, they're just – they're sensitive right now because they really haven't been good in 20 years.
0: And I know you've been feeling that crap from other fan bases like Michigan and oh, Texas yeah. in the recent months.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I always get it from Texas because, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm a no-you guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Michigan, yeah, is fun to poke with as well. Uh, yeah, the, the, bigger, the bigger teams that have not been as successful are the ones that are are kind of fun to poke at just because they're ultra-sensitive right now
0: and do you feel like when when you're posting do you ever feel like you know that it's gonna you know bring a lot of crap and you might post it just for that reason
1: uh yeah sometimes i'll do that like i think there was i think last saturday i posted something really kind of controversial about texas yeah just saying you know that they basically suck (laughs) and uh (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, sometimes that, yeah, I, I anticipate it, um, for sure.
0: Now, what's, like, some of the funniest things that, like, kind of, like, hate comments that like, you've seen from people online?
1: Oh, man, um, just, you know, crazy, you know, go F yourself, uh, <laughs> you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff, um, so, some of the stuff that, I mean, it, it's, like, Holy cow! I can't believe people are getting this this angry about you know something that I put on Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it's uh, it's really funny. I don't know because like I, I've been posting some of the stuff that I posted on Twitter a while back on onto yeah. Instagram. So like for a while I was doing like the be- you know like I said best restaurants and stuff, and I was mm-hmm. just re- for Alabama I was doing like a fast food joint for every. Um, <laughs> For for every Alabama restaurant, so it was like for best pizza, I picked like Chuck E Cheese, and best burger (laughs) joint, I picked Hardee's, and like I got these like Alabama food bloggers like DMing me and like you have no idea what you're talking about, what you're saying about Tuscaloosa is blasphemy, like how dare you disrespect Alabama? I mean, (laughs) it's just it's hilarious.
0: Now at first, did that ever affect you or did you have a mindset when you started this page, you knew that you were going to get crap? Yeah. I mean, that's how it's, uh, it's,
1: that's how it all kind of started. So like I said, I, I had like 45 followers on Thanksgiving day last year and I was just bored and I was getting, getting on Twitter and I was just like, I just started arguing with people (laughs) and um, I I got in a big argument with Desmond Howard uh, one night. And so, it was, I mean, it's just really entertaining. So I was just like, wow, this is, you know, really fun. And, uh, you know, from there on out, I, I just started, you know, being on Twitter every day, you know, tweeting about college football and, uh, it just, it really has just taken off.
0: So is that kind of where like the idea for big game boomer came from? Yeah. That so, night? Like, like the, the, the name big game boomer. I just kind of well, that we know the name because you know you, you're an OU fan, you went there, but like the idea yeah. for the page kind of you know, the, the concept itself. So,
1: so yeah, so I mean, originally, um, I had re- was really just on, I was just you know, commenting about you know, stuff about ESPN, you know, stuff that they would put out or you know, right, write, yeah. college football writers would put out, but then I made my own the first graphic I ever made, um, it was in like February it was teams that have had more wins than Texas over the last 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. And I posted that and it just, it blew up. And so from there I was just like, wow, that was really fun. Seeing just so many people, uh, you know, just get angry and, and uh, you know, just the, the, (laughs) it's just really funny. And and then you start seeing like famous people retweeting stuff and commenting and um players and coaches and so it, it, i mean it's just it's turned into a hobby mm-hmm. um and so really i just kind of that that's where it started and really i mean i'm always just kind of thinking of you know what's next
0: yeah and when you you know create a big game boomer do you ever have an experience making graphics and that stuff because your graphics no. are really good but they're not the most you know flashy you're not gonna say oh my god that's amazing but you know it yeah gets the you know work done for the post yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah,
1: there's nothing special about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what I kind of try to do is basically, I mean, because you see my stuff, I, I basically have something for every single school yeah. on every single one of my graphics. So, I mean, people that I've talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, every day when you, I look for your tweets and look to see where my school is and, you know, I'll either be happy or mad. Yeah. Um. So, um. But yeah, it it, it it's not. I'm I'm not. The graphics are not that great, but they're effective.
0: Yeah, and like, uh, did you when you created, you know, Big Game River back earlier this year, did you ever expect it to get, you know, where it's at today that fast? No, I did not.
1: Um, did not at all. Um, definitely surprised me. Um, but it's it's leading to a lot of different things i mean i'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting ready to start my own show yeah um on youtube um and that would have never happened if i had if this thing hadn't been taken off like that um so i mean just all the connections i've made through this whole twitter thing it's just been crazy
0: now was there like one moment when you realized like oh my god this is going to be huge this is getting big where was, was it like this one like oh wow moment that you kind of like remember
1: yeah so um I think it was in April
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I had uh, I did this thing every Friday on Twitter where I I would do the best you know restaurant so like you know in every college town or I would do like the best pizza joint and so um I did best pizza joint one Friday for every Mm -hmm. college town and so you know I, I i did my due diligence you know i was talking to fans of the schools getting the right names but for alabama i put Chuck E. cheese
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that just absolutely took off i mean where it was like chucky e. cheese was trending uh nationally on twitter yeah that whole day
0: that's probably be the <laughs> last time they ever be trending
1: yeah I mean, it, that, I mean, it was like 4,000 quote tweets. And I mean, it was just insane. And just, all the famous people that were commenting on it and just ripping Alabama mm-hmm. and like over like 16 million people looked at it. And, and that's when I was like, okay. Um, you know, I, I think I've got something going here and, and I'm just going to start building on it. And so, you know and then i started doing the player rankings and those yeah. took off and then coach rankings and then I'm always doing something with college towns you know just stuff that's not purely football related um just to you know bring other bring other you know uh widen the audience um so yeah
0: it's been wild man <laughs> Yeah, and, like, where do you feel that you've, like, influenced the, like, college football and the sports, you know, social media space in your your short time kind of being, you know, the big deal? Where do I think it? I got influenced by it? Well, like, where do you think you've influenced it almost? Well, I mean,
1: I, I feel like, you know, like, sometimes I'll do a list and then I'll see, like, a week later, like, ESPN or Fox does a list, the, you yeah. know, the exact same list. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, it, because you know, a lot of the big, you know, media markets or, you know, accounts, they're seeing that I'm getting all this traction. And so, I mean, lists are a very effective tool for engagement. And um, so, you know, yeah. Do I think I've influenced other people to start making lists and rankings and stuff all the time? Uh, yeah, I definitely do.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you see... I've seen, it, especially on Instagram where pretty much like every big, um, like college football page has at least, you know, like reposted your rankings once as a post or something like that. And, you know, that, uh, of course, you know, helps grow your account as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I always appreciate it when some of those big guys live on Instagram much longer than I am, I've been on Instagram for like two and a half months. Um, so whenever they re re, you know, repost my stuff and, gives me more followers. I, you know, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And what's your, what is like your future goals? Not for only just like the end of this college football year, but just like, you know, going out after that, you have the show starting on YouTube. What do you want to achieve by let's say the end of 2021?
1: Um, you know, I just like to have this, this show up success, you know, successfully uh, running, mm-hmm. you know, doing it weekly, having some big name guests on it. Um, you know, continue to do these lists and rankings, but I'm going to have it more focused on the season. Um, yeah. You know, like I'll do, you know, play, best player rankings, you know, for each week or, you know, best yeah. tailgating student section, kind of giving you my ideas right now, but, uh, but, you know, stuff like that um, just to get, you know, people fired up for the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just really hope to, you know, grow the show. And, you know, just keep doing stuff on social media, on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Now, what is me as a fan? What am I supposed to expect with the show? I know it's still in the works, but I know you have a general you know, yeah. idea of what you want to do with it.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of uh, and, you know, I, I'm using I'm I've I'm, I'm actually tonight for this podcast. I was I'm trying to get all the 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 technical side of it down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to be. It's me and another um, gal, Meg Williams. She's a Nebraska fan. Um, Great follow. Great follow. Um, Mm -hmm. I think her her Twitter Twitter or Instagram is hot mess Husker, but Mm -hmm. um, she's great personality. And so we're going to talk about you know some of my list because a lot of people are like, what's the criteria on this? So you know I'll post something and then we'll talk about it later that night. And then we're going to have like player and coaches and, you know, some r- big name writers, uh, come on the show, at, you know, as interviews after that. Um, so that's kind of how, how we're going to, I think that's how the show is going to be set up, but it should be fun. Just, uh, you know, trying to get a show set up is a lot harder than I thought, you know, to oh, yeah. make sure it's done right. We, you know, I don't want to have a botched product come out, um, you know, once we start going live, but I, I think we're we may have our first show later next week. Um, you know, if everything
2: goes right, right.
0: Yeah, and you're planning to uh, broadcast the show on YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like, tell me what the show and stuff is. That like the only thing you have in the works, or are you planning anything else on top of the show?
1: Yeah, no, I'm
0: just really the
1: the show. I mean, I'm still doing stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, um, you know, and this isn't my full time job, so I do a lot of this stuff in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it keeps me plenty busy for sure. Yeah.
0: What advice do you have to anybody that wants to make sports content, not only like yours, but just you know, sports content in general? So you've grown so fast in the last, you know, six or so months.
1: Yeah. Um, I would just say,
0: don't be afraid to,
1: to post, you know, your opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, don't be afraid, you know, what other people are going to say uh, uh, about w- what you post. Um, because at the end of the day, it's just, it's social media. You know, mm-hmm. if someone gets mad, you know, they can just keep scrolling. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my advice. Um, and, you know, cause that's how I kind of did it. Um, and it's just wild how it took off I, you know looking back i don't really know how how it just you know that fast and, and then you know also you know connect with bigger uh you know bigger bigger accounts um, you know there's 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 there've been some good people uh, on twitter and instagram that have you know retweeted my stuff when when i was real early and just getting started um, you know building relationships um, like that. Um, you know, it's crazy how many friends I've made through, through this. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's wild, but yeah, that, 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 that's my advice is just, don't be, don't, don't be afraid what other people are going to think. And then just, you know, build a network of, you know, of good influencers so you know, that you can count on them to, you know, retweet and share your, your content. You guys still there yeah
2: oh. mm. uh, it's news now you still there yeah i'm here okay um okay, well right. so i have some questions a follower sent in actually so these yeah. are not necessarily my questions, but I'll just read a couple of them I find interesting. Okay. All right, so he wants to know, um, so in your quarterback rankings, he wants to know why Carson Strong's out of, the uh, like, a, a bit lower than a lot of people's rankings. Like, people rank Carson Strong pretty high in the top 10, top 5 sometimes. So why do you have him lower than those people?
1: Yeah, I had him, I think, it was he's between 10 and 15 somewhere, isn't he? I've got him yeah. – or I've got him at 16. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think Carson Strong is very talented. You know, I'm just looking at the guys I've got in front of him. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, maybe the only one that I would think, you know, could potentially uh, – would be in front of him is Bryce Young, just because Bryce Young is so overhyped right now, and he hasn't played a snap at Alabama Um, But I'm a big believer in in Nevada this year. I I think they can contend for the Mountain West and uh, maybe win it. Uh, The Mountain West has some great offenses this year. Um, But, yeah, you know, it's, you know, with some of these. He's he's a great quarterback. Um, You know, I just I, I see some other talented guys in front of him. Um, but I, I think he, well, let me see, looking at the group of five guys, I had Desmond Ritter was the only, and Grayson McCall were the only two. So he's the third best, or well, uh, Dylan Gabriel. So he's, I've got him rated as the fourth best group Group of five quarterback.
2: Yeah, I understand. And just the thing about quarterback rankings, they're very subjective. Like I know some people like, say, for example, like arm strength, or accuracy or athleticism or experience more than others may like those factors. So.
1: He's got, I mean, he's got great arm strength and he's got some great weapons. Um, and like I said, that, that offense is, uh, is going to be great. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, Cause he's got uh, God. what's that? What's that wide receiver's name? Uh, Romeo dubs. He, that, yeah. uh, he, that guy is a stud. Um, it's going to be fun to, to, to watch that, that little combo. And it's funny because Boise State fans they're they're pretty confident out there in the Mountain West and and they're, uh, they're they don't they're they're sleeping on Nevada, that's for sure.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. All right, um, so here's another question he asked. So he said that you have Cameron Peoples and Daytrich Harrington as the sixth best um, running back duo in, duo in the NCAA. Do you think App State has the best ground game in the group mm-hmm. of five?
1: Yes, I think they do. Um, uh, Cam Peoples is is one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, group of five, Power Five, and um, that combo. I mean, that, that's just going to be tough to stop. Uh, you know, and people are not giving App State a lot of attention right now. It's all about Coastal and uh, Louisiana Lafayette, but you know, I think App State is going to give both those schools a run for their money. Um, you know, App State is, is. I believe they're replacing their quarterback, um, so that's a question mark. But uh you know, I, I think between those three schools and maybe Georgia Southern, uh, that's going to be a really tough conference in the Sun Belt.
2: Oh yeah, completely agree. The Sun Belt has good teams, and about App State, yeah, they are being slept on. I mean, colston and Louisiana, they hundred percent deserve the recognition and credit they've been um, they've gotten, but. App State has definitely been underrated in that area for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they could – App State, I think they could easily win 10 games this year. I, You know, I think that uh, if Miami just gets crushed by Alabama week one and they're just kind of, you know, in la-la land after that, just kind of, you know, uh, lost, I could easily see App State beating Miami in week two um, easily. So uh, that that's one of the upset
2: games that I've picked uh, this season. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a somewhat probable upset. Yeah. Uh, because, you yeah, know, the only question Hell, it question may not even mark, be an upset. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, the only question mark looking at it is, so we know App State is a s- strong overall team. They've got a great running game. They have some talent in the wide receiver area. They have a good defense, too, with some good playmakers there. And just Chase Bryce coming in, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be good um, with App State or not. It's just, you know, if he can, you know, finally get it together, you know, have his third school like a lot of guys have before, he, you know, steps into that role, does well, then I could see App State being Miami. Yeah, no doubt. Early in the season, for sure.
1: I'm not sure who App State opens up with, but are they open up with uh, East Carolina? Yeah, so I I, I think they they should beat them. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that App State Miami game.
2: Yeah, same here. That'll be very interesting. No doubt. Okay. So, yeah. Here's another um good question. So you know how like Coastal Carolina like came onto the scene last year like no one was expecting them. People were putting them like last place in the Sun Belt preseason ranking. Yeah. And then they came out and you know had the amazing season. So. Who's like another Group of Five team you could see like having that type of season, like you know, being unexpected and then like shooting up, like mm, rocketing.
1: That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a few that come to mind. Um, Kent State is one of them. Um, I think Dustin Crum, uh, quarterback there, and uh, that offense is going to be one of the best offenses in the country. Um, So that's a school I could see kind of coming out of nowhere, you know, um, in Nevada, but, you know, I feel like they're getting talked about enough. Uh, San Jose state, obviously they basically like returned their whole team. Um, SMU is a school um, that I could see having a pretty good year. Um, It it, it all depends on their quarterback, Tanner uh, Mordecai, who was a transfer from OU, if he can, um, you know, play better down there because um, he was a backup at OU. Um, yeah. So I, I would say those schools, you know, South Alabama, they're going to have a pretty good offense. Oh, yeah. Um, but I would say of, of all of them, of all the group of five schools, I would uh, have Kent, Kent State on the
2: radar. Yeah. Kent State is definitely a great pick, and they do have a great quarterback in offense. But um just – do you think um, UTSA could uh, be the surprise yeah, team? that's another one.
1: Yeah, that's – but, you know, that's a team that is getting talked about from a group of five level. They're getting talked about a lot, you know, on podcasts. Yeah. Riders are predicting them to do well because they've got a great um, running back, uh, Sincere McCormick, and uh, yep. Frank Harris, quarterback. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting them to be pretty good this year. Um, yeah so yeah that that that's uh yeah, there'll be trouble in the com- in the conference USA for sure,
2: yeah, definitely could see that um all right, let me find another good question. I like these group of five questions I don't
1: usually I'm always talking about you know the the big schools, yeah, it's good stuff
2: mm-hmm. it's very interesting once you really like do your um research and all that it's really um, fun to talk about and do a lot of yeah i like cause, you
1: know the group of five fans they're just as passionate as you know Ohio state and alabama it's just they don't get as much recognition from the media
2: yeah that's actually why i started g5 news now yeah because no you do a good job me. yeah you do a thank great you. job thank you, you
1: know with your content and supporting the group of five
2: all right um mm-hmm. here's a good question so obviously tate martell he's known as um, one of college football's busts, you know, because he was such a highly rated recruit, so hyped up, and he, like, just didn't didn't show up and perform. So yeah. how do you think he'll – do you think he'll have any positive effect on UNLV whatsoever? Oh, man. I – you know,
1: he's been – so he went to Ohio State, then to Miami, and then – did he go? Did he go somewhere between there and UNLV? I don't think so. Yeah, you know I know. Um, it, it, and is he going to play quarterback? Is he trying to play quarterback there?
2: I I think so. Because his yeah. Instagram bio said UNLV quarterback.
1: Yeah, I just don't know. Um, you know, he didn't pan out at Ohio State. Didn't pan out at Miami. You know, I know the kid is from. Uh, the Las Vegas area. Um, You see a lot of kids now, you know, they'll go to a big time school and if they don't have success, they'll transfer back to a school that's closer to home and have success. So, you know, maybe, maybe he'll do good there. Um, I don't expect much out of UNLV uh, to be honest, but uh, I mean, he could have some success. I, I, you know, I I'd say it's doubtful, but, you know, there's always a possibility.
2: Yeah. And, uh, speaking about Tate Martell, like, I don't know if you saw, but like, 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 uh, old DM resurfaced, like where, like in his recruiting, um, days, like he was talking about, um, how he could start, as as a true freshman at Texas A&M easily because all the quarterbacks left. And the only guy left is Nick Starkle. And he's quote unquote, ass, my dude, like, that's what he said. You can look it up. And, (laughs) You know, ironically enough, Nick Starkle, Nick Starkle's career path is kind of like what Martell actually needs to do. Like he went to one, uh, started at Texas A&M, you know, then got benched, moved to Arkansas, then pretty poorly there. Unfortunately, I mean, I love Nick Starkle, but I can't really, um, lie about that. But then he went to San Jose state and San Jose state, people weren't expecting them to do anything, but, you know, you know, he really helped the team. He had a great season, you know won the mountain west undefeated regular season. I mean, they did lose to Ball State pretty badly in the Arizona bowl, but, you know, give them a lot of credit for that regular season.
1: Yeah, no, that San Jose State came out of nowhere. That's for sure. Um but yeah, you know, Tay Martell, you know, I, I I fear that the kids going to look back, you know, 10, 15 years from now and Regret some of the stuff he said on social media just because, I mean, you probably watch the QB1 stuff. I mean, it's just, um, you, you know, some things he said were not that smart.
2: Yeah, and that's just part of um, football, especially being a quarterback, you know. Like, he is undoubtedly a great athlete. I'm not denying that, you know, he's got a great arm, can run. Well, there's a reason why he was rated so highly as a prospect, but you know just your attitude, you know how you treat others on in, in real life online what you truly feel about other people in the world that stuff matters too Yeah, they come back to haunt you yeah and you can't just
1: you can't go to Ohio state with the mentality that you're just going to be handed the starting quarterback job um yeah exactly you got to earn yeah you know, yeah so uh it's a good lesson learned in life for him i guess
2: yeah Definitely a great lesson. All right, so let me find another one. Um, all right, here's a good one. So, how do you think the you know the conference realignments will affect the Group of Five schools?
1: Well, uh, I'm concerned um, about the Group of Five. I mean, I'm concerned about the Big Twelve. Um, yep. You know, you see this. Uh, you've probably seen this news about the alliance or whatever yeah the, the ACC. Big 10, Pac-12, um, you know, I, I, I am concerned. I, I feel like, you know, if there's more expansion and, you know, some of these conferences kind of consolidate, I feel like the gap between the group of five and the power five is going to get even wider than it is now.
0: Uh, that's my yeah. biggest
1: fear. Um, Same here. I feel like the American conference – is the closest to any of the conferences when it comes to talent. Um, I mean, if you, if you take out, let's just, you know, say, you know, OU and Texas are in the sec. If you take out those two schools from the big 12, the American is arguably better than than the, than the big 12. Um, Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was a big advocate for expanding the big 12, uh, four or five years ago when, th- when they were talking about it, I-, I wanted them to get UCF and Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, unfortunately they just didn't make the decision. And now we're there in that the position where they are now, where it, it seems like those um, those schools are basically screwed. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, and, and no one knows the right answer, but I think at the end of the day, most of those schools are going to end up in the American I just, yeah. th- that's what I think. I don't think the pack, I don't think any of the, of the, you know, three other power, you know, power conferences aren't interested um, in any of those schools. Um, you know, the school I feel really bad for is Oklahoma state um, because they have a great athletic uh, program. You know, they're good at football, but they're also great at, you know, so many other sports yeah. and um, you know, to To see them kind of in limbo right now, I I hate to see. Um, I I feel like of all the schools in the Big Twelve, they should be the ones that should, you know, another conference should pick them up.
2: Yeah, it's definitely very sad to see like stuff changing, and it's going to negatively affect so many schools in so many different areas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yeah, for sure. All right. So another question, just from me, out of curiosity, um, as a OU fan, like. What's your, you know, personal thoughts about them going to the SEC? Um, you know, I'm excited about it. Um,
1: but you know, on the other, uh, on the other side, I'm, I'm sad about, you know, the other schools. Like, you know, um, you know, like I just told you about Oklahoma State, and I'm gonna miss some of those rivalries and, and stuff like that. But you know, on the other side, I mean, heck yeah, um, it's gonna, you know, a it's going to, you know, be it just a cash cow. Oh, um, you and Texas are going to make so much more money than they are uh, right now in the big 12. Uh, it's going to, you know, include, you know, the recruiting is going to, uh, you know, increase dramatically, I think. Um, and then also just looking forward to, you know, Georgia playing like Georgia or Florida or, you know, Alabama. You know, OU's home schedule is you know it's kind of subpar every year, yeah. Because um, the big game of the year, OU Texas, is in, is in Dallas, and mm-hmm. so when you get, you know, schools like Alabama and you know Florida and and those schools yeah. coming into Norman for a, for a home game, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about electric. Oh, um, yeah,
2: that, those are definitely going to be great matchups. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, you know, I think that the whole thing was started by Texas.
0: Um,
1: So I I really think that Texas started this whole thing um, because they were, they're losing recruits in Texas to Texas A&M solely because A&M is, is, has that, uh, we're in the SEC play or card that they play. And and that, Mm -hmm. you know, is the ultimate, you know, gets the recruit to make the decision to go to A&M over Texas. Um, so I, I think that, you know, caused Texas to really want to get into the SEC and then OU caught, you know, wind of it. Now I'm sure, you know, they talked about it and they're like, well, we're both going to go then because um, we're, because the big 12 won't stay afloat with, without either one of us.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just about the brand name, like, like you say you're SEC and then like suddenly people take you like 10 times more seriously just because you're your conference and the, the brand history all plays into that.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, OU doesn't need the big, the sec to be good. I mean, they've proven that they've won six, you know, big 12 championships in a row. T- Texas yes. needs the sec. <laughs> yeah. Um. To, to be elite, you know, and I don't even know if they will be elite in the sec. I mean, they, won three big 12 championships in 25 years. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting for sure. But I, I am concerned
2: about what it's going to do to the rest of college football as a whole. Yeah. I'm very concerned too. Also, another question I have is, so like, you know, for, for you, do you ever plan to like partner with a, a football player in the future or anything like that? You know, maybe, Um,
1: you know, if my show kind of takes off and, you know, I start getting good sponsorships and stuff, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but just right now, you know, it's just a, a one man show. So, so, uh, I can't really do anything right now, but yeah, definitely in the future, this, this whole NIL thing over the past couple months has been really interesting to follow. See some of the deals that these guys are making.
2: Oh yeah. I think it's good, like in a way, like this is one of the positive sides of nil. Like players and like fans and content creators can like collaborate, partner, and yeah, I know nil does have some downsides, but this is a very positive thing that I love to see. You know, players yeah. interacting with the community and the fan base. That's that's just something that I really enjoy.
1: Yeah, seeing. No, and, I, am you know, excited I'm, for. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I'm glad they finally past it to where they can start making money off the their name image and likeness um yeah. for sure you know my biggest concern with it is what what that's going to do for the in the locker room um oh you yeah know, when you've got alabama's quarterback that's you know supposedly netted like a million dollars already mm-hmm. yeah. how you know how's that going to play out when you know he's got that kind of money in the offensive line they're not making anything Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm Bryce Young, I'm taking those guys out to steak dinners, you know, every, yeah. every night after a game yeah. or, you know, <laughs> during Honestly, the week, yeah, just to I keep mean, the, better, the chemistry. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, teamwork, you know, and like even before NIL, there's players that like, you know, just are in the spotlight more. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because some players know that they're like in the spotlight and they use it to help their team as like a leader, you know. Um, a party that unifies the whole team. That's the positive way you can use it. But the negative way is like, you know, if you're like rich, too cocky, you know, you think you're the best guy in the world. You think you're the best guy there and you think you're better than your teammates. You know, that's obviously going to cause negative effects um, for you and the game. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely going to see some of that. I mean, there's no
1: way that that's not going to happen. There's going to be some that, that, that'll that definitely happen.
2: Yeah. And a funny thing is, you know, if this was around when Tate, um, Tate Martell, like first went to Ohio State, just imagine how bad it would have been. Like, oh how yeah, worse his attitude would have been.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, gosh. And then he, you know, he just would have been a bust. And I yeah, mean, he gets ripped now. Imagine, you know, if he's a millionaire and he
2: hasn't done anything, I know um, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be kind of like a Jake, the Jake Paul of college football in a way. I don't know yeah. if you can make sense of that, but
1: yeah, no, definitely can see that.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, find some more questions. So. All right. All right. So here's an interesting one. So, like, you, I remember you did like uh, entertaining coaches, most entertaining coaches on the sideline thing, right? Yeah yeah and you like said dana holgerson of houston was the was the number one or something like that so like, yeah what was like the most funny or entertaining thing he's done on the sideline
1: well i mean the guy i mean he's hilarious number one he chugs red bull like it i mean like it's nothing um you know and just watching him on the sideline he's just He's rubbing his, he's, you know, shaking his head, you know, his rub, he, he always needs a haircut, you know, just yeah. his reactions and his, you know, screaming at the refs, um, and, you know, just from his days at West Virginia, um, you know, I, I just remember the camera was always on him. And sometimes, you know, the watching Holgerson was more entertaining than the game itself, just because, I mean, I mean, the guy is hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. maybe he's toned it down a little bit at Houston, but I mean, he's always drinking a red bull. He's always, you know, just huffing and puffing down the sideline, just kind of looks out of it with his hair, with his hair, hair all over the
2: place. I mean, he's a funny dude. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. very fun to watch on the sidelines. Yeah. Definitely. A great personality of the sport for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Another question is like we all know there's a ton of talk about Cincinnati potentially, you know, breaking the glass ceiling of the or the group of five barrier in the CFP. So, what do you think they'd have to do in order to go undefeated in the regular season? Because I know their schedule's brutal; they have some tough teams, and you know it's just a long season. So, what do you think about all that? Well, the only way I think that they're going to get
1: in is they have to they have to be undefeated and they they have so they that means they got to beat Indiana and Notre Dame and yep. then Indiana and Notre Dame both have to be have to finish strong. So if if Cincinnati beats both of them, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you better root like hell for Indiana and Notre Dame to, you know, go 11 and 1 or you know, uh 10 and 2 or something like that mm-hmm. because uh at the I think the committee is biased against the group of 5. Yes, um they are. Yeah, I mean it's it's very obvious. So um I think that they're going to have to they'll have to run the t- the table in the American. They can't lose a game at all, which is that's tough. I mean, because there's some tough matchups. I don't think they have to yep. play Tulsa. Um, they have to play UCF
2: and SMU. But they do have
1: to. So they play Tulsa. Um, but, but yeah, UCF. That's a home game. That'll be that'll be. um that'll be a great matchup. Um yeah, definitely. And Tulsa Tulsa is going to be really tough. Um SMU is going to be good. Tulane is a team that, you know, you can't sleep on. Um they've got a yeah. great offense. I know they lost their offensive coordinator to Southern Miss, but but um that Pratt uh quarterback, he's pretty good. Oh yeah. Um so you know, you just can't you can't you know, beat Indiana and Notre Dame and think, okay, we got a shot at the playoff. You got to finish the season strong. Um, but I, I think they're fully capable of beating both Indiana and Notre Dame. Um, so I really hope it happens. I'd love to see Cincinnati in the playoff. Um, I think this was the first time that a group of five team in the CFP era has been ranked in the top 10 preseason. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting for sure, you know?
2: Yeah. Cause I just want to see like, you know, how will it play out because you know what, how many games will they win? Will they beat Indiana, Notre Dame or UCF? You know, if they're ranked, I think they should be at that time, but you know, how will the, how will the committee handle them? Like, are we like, how are they going to use that? And I just want to especially see like how people will use the wins against them because, You know how, like, if, like, a group of five team beats, like, any team or whatever, they're going to find, like, every excuse in the book of why that team was, like, bad or why that game was fluked or whatever, you know, something like that. They're always going to pull it off. So I just want to see, like, how we'll go out. And I'm also curious to see how how Indiana does since, you know, last year they kind of emerged on. And this year this should be good, but some people, you know, think that they'll take a step back. So I'm curious to see, like if Cincinnati beats them and Indiana takes a step back like how will people use that against them
1: Yeah no Indiana's got a tough schedule for sure mm-hmm. Um you know someone asked me yesterday if Cincinnati's undefeated and OU it, it is 11 and 1 who do you put in the playoff And you know I think I said you know if case if if it the losses to K state then yes yeah, Cincinnati should get in but I think if OU loses a game, I, I would put an undefeated Cincinnati into the playoff over an OU. Um, I would do it for an Ohio, you know, one-loss Ohio State team. Um, you know, just because if if the, I mean, just looking at the schedule right now, it's it's tough. Um, mm-hmm. So, and plus the the usually the one and four seed game in the college football playoff has usually never really been competitive. So yeah. you know. I think this is the year to to give a group of five team a shot.
2: Uh huh. And like, that's the thing. Like, people are saying Cincinnati would get creamed, but they're just simply looking at the logo and conference. Like, yeah, I mean, they they I, I should really, have beaten Georgia yeah. last year. And in, in I know the, uh, they really should have. You know, mm-hmm. or, it or came what came down to was last it? second field goal. Yeah, I uh, mean,
1: yeah. they should have
2: beat Georgia. Yeah, and about that game. Of course, people on Twitter and Instagram or whatever were making the excuse that Georgia had opt-outs, but people forget that Cincinnati, like, they were missing some key players. They were missing their starting running back and two All-American defensive backs, and not to mention and their, like, uh, starting offensive tackle who was drafted into the NFL later for half of the game, and yes, Georgia was missing some players, but that was with JT Daniels, not, uh, you know, that Stetson Bennett guy, (laughs) and... um. Just about that, like Georgia recruits very well. So the average Georgia backup in theory should be better than the average Cincinnati backup, at least at that moment. Yeah, definitely. People are very, really discrediting Cincinnati. And if it weren't for like a few like plays that they botched up, which isn't like something that they normally do, right. Then they win easily. So people really got to give Cincinnati a lot, a lot of credit for that.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think you know a lot of people think that the committee makes their picks based on you know the ratings, you know which teams are going to draw the biggest fans. I think that Georgia Cincinnati game was one of the most watched bowl games, yeah. um, of the of the bowl season. Mm-hmm.
2: It was so, a very exciting game. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think if if you have for the first time ever a group of five school in the college football playoff, I think that there will be that a lot of people will tune in to watch that
2: yeah exactly and like uh, back to what i said like if right you put if those if the exact same cincinnati team was like wearing like a uniform of a power five team people would be hyping them up a lot more
1: like yeah
2: do you kind of agree right like, yeah absolutely the image yeah
1: yeah if you switch you know. cincinnati and kansas you know put you know put cincinnati in the big 12 um yeah and they run the table they'd be in the playoff i mean it
2: yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think there's a power six right now. Honestly,
2: I think the American's that good. Yeah, it is that good. Because like, like even if you just don't look at Cincinnati, like you got UCF who also can reach top fifteen, maybe top ten form. You got um, you know, teams like SMU or Tulane who can also have sneak up on you, have good seasons. You know, like Tulsa, even Temple. Sco- I, yeah, is good. Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. They have a good defense they did, they did lose some, but I think they should be a uh, pretty solid. They all, they were also top 20, a top 25 team last year. And they really yeah. kept it close with Cincinnati in the AAC championship yeah. game too. And, you know, even like a team, like say temple, you know, they, they were pretty good a few years back and they had like a eight, eight win season, just like in 2019. And I think 2020 probably was, hello oh sorry can you hear me yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. sorry my phone just kind of died um nah, it's all right dude okay all
1: right let me see but yeah. 2020 is such a I think it's such an anomaly um there's just I mean well, I've been trying to you know predict you know make my predictions on the pac 12 and it's just so hard because I mean some of those teams barely played like three or four games. You just you're, you're kind of just going off, you know, the talent that you think
2: these teams have. Yeah. That's small sample size. Yeah. And, you know, opt-out, COVID cancellations, postponements. Those have negative effects on the players yeah. and the coaches. Yeah. Um, okay. So also another, like, kind of funny topic. Like, you know how you've been seeing, like, the new Western Michigan logo. You know, just want to know your <laughs> the W, on
1: that.
2: yeah, the circle yeah. W, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling, you know. And in this day and age, marketing matters so much that you take away a very cool Bronco logo that people like, and replace it with perhaps the most simple logo, like you, a person can actually make, like that. That's going to do harm to your athletics recruiting.
1: You know, do have, I mean. I, I don't follow Western Michigan that much, but do you know, have you heard anything why they ch- changed their logo?
2: Um, well, I can tell, like, I just read, like, an article saying that they wanted, like, like, they said, like, other colleges, like Michigan or whatever, like, had just an M, right? So they just wanted their own W, like, and they also claimed that the, like, that they had too many, like, alternate logos or something like that, and they just needed to, like, simplify it and... Um, <laughs> they look like the Washington
1: it looks exactly like the Washington logo that was
2: that was my first first thought like I was like that is that's the Washington football team no it's the Western football team yeah I have whenever I post that
1: logo in the graphic I do get Western Western Michigan fans saying post our old logo like we hate that one
2: yeah yeah I see that too and and like um I don't know if you saw that but I made like a post like which was what if other Mac schools went to the logo and like basically everyone was complaining about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah I did see that that yeah I mean yeah. I would be too if, if
2: mm-hmm. like my like school Mac had Mac a cool
1: phone. logo yeah. and just changed it to a
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean OU's logo is basically it is a let our letters but yeah I could see that or if Texas just went to a T
2: like a T in a circle yeah. In, yeah, I do know some schools like have stuff like that, but that's usually a secondary logo. They made that their primary logo, and ESPN recognized that. So like if you look up their football schedule, it just shows that logo instead.
1: That means that that's their official logo. I wonder if you go to their website, if that is what uh, is on there.
2: Yeah, I I, I, def, I think it is. Um, okay, let me look for another question to ask. All right.
1: Um Yeah, I just went be
2: go on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, it was just, um let's just talk about some upsets, a um, potential group of five over Power Five upsets to wrap it up because people okay. like to talk about that. All right, so first one I want to bring up, um, Louisiana over Texas. Do you think that's happening? Um, yes, I do. I do
1: too. Uh, From okay. what I've been hearing out of Texas, uh, Sark is not happy with the quarterback play. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, yeah, Louisiana
2: Lafayette can definitely beat Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, my argument is, like, you know, Texas, you know, it's a quarterback situation you mentioned. That's not doing good. Meanwhile, Louisiana, they have their head coach back in Billy Napier. He's really good. I think he even yeah. turned down the Auburn job. Yeah, to he stay did turn down the Auburn job. To stay at Louisiana. And um, that their quarterback, Levi Lewis, he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the whole country. You know he's been playing well. He's really talented. You know they returned a lot of production from the same team that went 10 and one, was a top 20 team, beat a ranked Iowa State on the road by 17. They only lost to Coastal Carolina, who, as you know, had that amazing season like, yeah like a late late second field goal. So, I think Louisiana's team strength is actually very good and definitely can match up because of, you know, what they've proven they can do and, you know, team chemistry and experience, that matters a lot too. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. All right. Another upset, like, I'm hearing a little is Western Michigan over Michigan. (laughs) Like, do you think they have a shot? I've been hyping that
1: up. Um, I'd like to think they do. You know, I just don't know. I mean, Michigan does have talent. Yeah, Um, so that would be, I mean, I would, I like to see it happen? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? I think, I think Michigan pulls it out. I mean, I think it's, I think Michigan wins by a couple touchdowns.
2: Yeah. Even like that Western Michigan fan page was kind of pessimistic. Now I, I don't like making predictions. So I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm just going to say it could happen because the most important thing I looked at was quarterback to play. Mm-hmm. So like, You're aware of Caleb Ellaby, right? You know, he had a really good touchdown-to-interception ratio last season in only, like, six games, right? Yeah. And he's a pretty talented guy, and I think he's arguably the most underrated quarterback in the nation because he's shown he has a good arm, good talent, and you saw that broke touchdowns with few interceptions in only, like, a short amount of time. That's honestly, in my opinion, pretty impressive. And like who does Michigan have, like Kate, McNamara, whatever? I don't even you know.
1: know yeah, I, I don't even know who Michigan's quarterback is going to be. I don't think they've announced a yeah. starter yet. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know they're not the best at developing quarterbacks. Like they develop good at other positions, but usually it's not the quarterback position they develop that well. So, uh,
1: yeah, so they've got a good the, they've got a good offensive line, a good defensive yeah. front, But you know just when you watch Michigan over the last couple of years, they just look slow. Yeah, um, that, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd like to see it be a close game, but I think Michigan edges it out um, for Jim Harbaugh's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, just what I said, it all comes down to quarterback play. Let's see. You know, uh, you know a game that I've got kind of circled is that San Jose State-USC game.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's what um, was on my tongue, yes. That game. So what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, You know, Nick Starkle and that San Jose State crew are basically all returning. And then I'm just, you know, USC, I have just, you know, are they, they've got, do they have the talent on paper? Yes. Um, It hasn't translated to, you know, being successful on the field, though. Uh, Keaton Slovis, you know, he's had good moments, but he's also looked a little shaky. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that you, I don't know the line on that game, but, uh, you, you know, that's going to be a close game. I think, yeah. uh, I think San Jose State State's going to give USC a run for their money.
2: Mm-hmm. Well about that, I did see the line is like a uh, USC favored by 15. I think that's kind of 15. Ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. But you know, like it's just uh, about USC, you know. I watched some games of them last year like they were playing against like decent Pac twelve teams and like barely scraping out in the end despite, you know, in theory supposed they're supposed to like beat them badly. And you know, it's just week one, you know. Yeah. As you mentioned before San Jose State's returning production's good. They've got a very underrated defense and offensive line, honestly.
1: Yeah, you no, know? they do.
2: Yeah. And their quarterback I... Nick Starkle he's he's really good
1: yeah I mean I think I think usC will win um but yeah, I think it'll be much closer than a 15 point game oh yeah definitely yeah all right another yeah another one I that I think uh is the Houston Texas Tech yeah that is
2: a 50 50 in my opinion yeah I, I think that could that. go either way yeah all right well, um, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. So once again, thank you so much for coming on and talking with um, uh, talking with me and News Now affiliation. We really appreciate the fact that you took time out of your day to talk with us on the podcast. And we just love that we've got a, such a great guest for our first episode. Yeah, so thank absolutely, you very much. man.
1: Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me on. And yeah, I, you know, I appreciate the support. And, you know, I enjoy your content as well. So thank um, you. Glad to join you guys anytime.